and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, January 4th yes. of 2023. <laughs> We're getting the, the year wrong now. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thank you for joining us into the new year. We're in the future. We're living in the future now. 2023. Doesn't this, that sound weird of a year? 2023? 2023. It's a year that we're living in? No way. Well, 2020 doesn't count. Oh, just say just, uh, we'll just call it even. That on was that like one. a, we need a do over. Mm-hmm. Even 2021 for me was like, that's like half a year. It's like stale. Yeah. It's like a stale year. That was not a full year. Yeah. To me. So it feels like uh, we're, we're only going into our second year. Second year. So it's like 2019. Oh, of this decade? And then we finished, um, tw- yeah, 2022. And now it's like, okay, well, we're going on our 13th month. When you say that the 20s, uh-huh. you don't know what you mean anymore. When we say the roaring 20s, mm-hmm. is it 1920s it's or 2020s? Roaring with COVID. <laughs> roaring with wearing masks. Uh, pandemic's over, apparently, though. Yeah, that's been a while. It's been a couple of months now, right, that we're quote unquote not in a pandemic, Mr. Yeah, but Biden. What's the, um, do you know what the stats are with COVID? No, do you? No. Like, is it pretty much like we don't even have to worry about it anymore? What was your hot take? My, my impression is um, people are still wearing masks because it's like, cold out people are getting sick just you think regular like flus and colds also so people are wearing masks again i've, re- I've noticed that like a bit more but i think that's going to be every year like so you the think that time. is for common colds now uh i think so and also in my head i'm i'm wearing it for that too sometimes mm. but as far as covid i don't know people catch it here and there i guess it's like the flu or cold i guess like it's like one of those when another thing in the rotation it's just add it to the list I think so. Could get. I, I hope people are, are safe and vaccinated and all that, but you don't know. I think China, it's a different story. Like they're st- going into heavy lockdown still. And like, it's a, but that's like um, government enforced. And I think also it's spreading still. It's a uh, pretty bad over there. I think you think it's still spreading. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is <laughs> okay. like on the news. Like they said, it's like, it's more infectious, but less deadly, right? Like how it is supposed to be, but it's still a, a lot there. Okay. You didn't know that? Well, I, I knew the government was taking it like extremes of, of how serious it is. Like yeah. for physical lockdown, bolting doors down so people can't leave their own homes. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I thought that's just um, their government. <laughs> <laughs> they just do things different over there. I just thought like, let's, it's an excuse to do stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here, I, I think people are just catching the regular. I'm feeling a bit like getting a cold. I had like a raspy voice the other day waking mm-hmm. up and I was like, yeah, it's the winner. How about you? Yeah. Uh, no, because I got COVID, right? Um, this was back in August. Right. So like, it wasn't even like cold season. It was the hottest <laughs> part of the year. And then I got it. So once I got it and I, uh, I beat it, it's like, I'm not scared of it. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm scared to get it because I don't want to pass it on. But like, I could take COVID. Do you think you'd take it six months from now? I mean, yeah, you've got your immunities even better now, I guess. But when it's yeah. out of your whatever, your system, your immunities out of the system, mm-hmm. you just don't want to relive that again, right? Isn't that I don't, like, that's, that's like, that sucks. It's like, I don't think it'll, it'll um, get me again. Like, ever? Like, I could get it and I'll just, um, Beat it right away. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know how this is. I think, is uh, like, if I was, uh, what's the right word? Like, contaminated? <laughs> we'll get a 2319. <laughs> I could just, like, kind of, kind of, like, just super saying it out of me. That sounded like you were pooping it out. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, kind of focus enough with the core. Okay. And just build enough um, kinetic energy. A couple squats. To just, uh, get out of me. 
<laughs> now it sounds like you're being like exercised. <laughs> yeah, that with a couple of horse tranquilizers. Yeah, all right. And I'm good. Get this COVID out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to go to church or something. I, I just think um, because I've gotten it already. Yeah. My body is like, oh, that's that's it. That's all you got. That's all you got, baby. I could do this all day. Yeah, Your body is, is Captain America. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your your red blood cells they're mm-hmm. stronger now. Yeah, you've been through the muck. But you know, like a regular cold. No thanks, I don't want it. No, please keep away from me. Yeah, I think people after wearing masks a lot, they're now like loosey goosey about like sneezing and coughing. Actually, that, that they've been thinking <laughs> about like COVID's like in the past. I th- I've been noticed like, oh maybe it's just me. I'm like flinching when I hear a sneeze a bit more or a cough. I'm like miss me with that. <laughs> As we learned from the office, I think what's a better thing is to build people's immune systems. Right. So you have like, what is it like? A bowl of dirt (laughs) by the door. So don't wash your face in the morning. Just stick your face in the ground. Right. Get your hands dirty. Okay. People have been putting mud on their faces for years to look better. So clays. What's, I don't see what the difference is. If you get like a scab, like a cut, a scab, just put some dirt on it. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what G.A. Joe taught us, you know? (laughs) You know uh, that thing in G.I. Joe? This is for real now. What? Um, at the end of the thing, they try to do like a little segment of teach kids a lesson. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoon lessons. Yeah. But like at the end, specifically at the end of G.I. Joe, there's like yeah. a little thing, right? Um, that's how I learned to tread water was from G.I. Joe. What do you mean? Like how to? Th- yeah. There was a, a kid drowning, right? Oh, sh- And then I don't know what the G.I. Joe's name. Um, Joe? No, but then you know how the like, torpedo is like, I'm the water guy or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I thought G.I. Joe was realistic. What? That's what I always thought thinking of. Like, it's not like He-Man. They're, they're like real like soldiers or whatever, but they have... Their enemy is Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a guy with a metal face. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's a kid drowning and then the... The Marine Jejo, I don't know what their names are. Um, the Navy SEAL. Yeah, whatever his name is. Hua. Um, Lifesaver. <laughs> He's a candy? Uh, raft, raft Man. I don't know what his thing is. Aqua Man. <laughs> he was like, okay, calm down, kid. And he's like, I don't know how to swim. And then the guy's like, okay, um, swing your arms in a circular motion, right? Yeah. And then your legs in like a figure eight motion. And he's like, I'm doing it. So you're sitting there like on the carpet, whatever, in the floor watching G.I. Joe mm-hmm. and you're learning how to tread on the ground. Like, oh, okay, well, I, I, can, I, I can say I know how I to tread now. I wasn't like waving my hands around, but I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. You memorize it since then when you're yeah. a kid. Okay, I'll give you that. Like if you ever need to tread water in an emergency, you can call back to your G.I. Joe lessons. I'm great in the water, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm torpedo guy. You're Aquaman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it was, but out of nowhere, I can't like float. Out of nowhere? Out of nowhere, yeah. I haven't, like, I went swimming this past summer. But I think I haven't gone swimming like years before that, just because there's no chance or whatever to. I and I can't lay flat and float anymore. <laughs> I lost that ability. I'm um, naturally buoyant. Okay. So I have no trouble in the water. Uh, I I can get tired. <laughs> That's where the trouble is. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, you need to tread water for a while. I, I got could, you. I, I could do it. I learned it. Thanks to G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you ever had trouble in like the beach or like by the ocean or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah I have too. Sure. I had a scary moment. current. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't used to that. I'm used to pools. That's like the most I've been, the biggest thing I've been to. Uh-huh. And then I went to like the beach and kind of got far out there. Yeah. And then um, like they had like someone was on laying on like the, you know, the flat thing you lay on, like a floaty a thing. A surfboard. No, no, no. It's like a, 
<laughs> the the foam thing, whatever you lay on it. Someone had that, so they well, had no that's trouble like for a pool, right? Yeah, they were laying on it there too. I don't know if we should have had it there. <laughs> okay, but I was kind of holding out to that, but then I, I realized I'm getting pretty tired out here, and they just started going back into the the. And you're drifting away. Coast. I'm kind of drifting away, and I had to. I was getting started in panic, and I tried to get close back to the coast, and I eventually did. But it was kind of the same thing happened to me. Oh yeah, because me and my friends are boogie boarding, and I went too far out. Because there's a point where you go far, far enough out that you're past the the current of the waves. Yeah, the waves form. If you go beyond that, it's hard to get back in front of the waves because it keeps pulling you further out. The really? current is going out. Yeah. So um, I kind of got stuck there, and I pretty much had to just um, stay there for an hour <laughs> to rest up to get more energy to push past the um the wave again into the shore you're you're there with your friends yeah they're on the waves because you're boogie boarding right? so they're having a good time yeah they, they have all the energy moments from dying okay <laughs> were they looking at you like what what's chris up to oh he's just relaxing out there because i was i was like okay conserve energy <laughs> just lay there kind of like relax so they're like oh he's, he's okay he's fine he's just chilling meanwhile you're like on the life of pie over there <laughs> it was me and a tiger Wow. Yeah, is boogie boarding is that like I guess it's skimboarding where you're kind of like skipping. Oh yeah, boogie boarding you're, What's not, boogie even, boarding? you're not even standing. Oh. You're pretty much doing the surf part laying down still. And it's only like half as long as a surfboard. It's for people that are not good enough to surf. Okay. It's like uh it's like those penguins that slide in the snow. You're like that, but on the ocean, on a on <laughs> yeah. a wave, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. I've never done that before, even surfing, but I've it's on my bucket list. I want to surf. If I go to Hawaii, that's number one. I'm going to go to surf. Yeah. We got to do the lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If you ever get stung by like a coral or whatever, yeah. pee on it. Right. Right. Num- trick number one. Well, the thing is, I might not be able to pee, so I just carry a bag of my pee already. Right, right. That's what the surf instructor is probably going to tell you. You're going to look like an idiot if you don't bring it right. to the class. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, I, I it doesn't have to be yours. It doesn't I brought some for everybody. Just let me know. I got some in the tank in case. <laughs> um, do you know the thing like um, peeing in the swimming pool? I know of it. I've I mean, done it. <laughs> they used to say like, don't pee in the swimming pool because they put some chemical in it. So when it pees, it changes color and everyone see that you could pee. That you did pee? Yeah. Oh, wow. Does, uh, did they, does that work? It's not true. I don't think it's true. Because you've tried it out? Uh, I'm just saying it's not <laughs> true. Uh, uh-huh. I've seen it on TV shows and I think that's fake because it was like a comedy. Oh, it was like a like a kid's show, whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've heard stories of where like if you pee in the pool, like stuff will get in your pee, like up into you and like bacteria. You're okay. not supposed to yeah, do that. Yeah, if you're like in the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, okay. I won't pee in the, when I'm in the Amazon then, <laughs> just to make sure. Not in a regular, not in your uncle's swimming pool. There's no like tiny fish that are living in there? No. That'll climb into you? Because there's chlorine. Okay. All right. All right. I just want to be careful next time I'm in the Amazon. Amazon. I'd want to make sure. Okay. And the thing is, like, it, that's if you pee and you're in the water. No, I think they climb up. No, in. they can't yeah, go they up do. your stream. No, that they do. That's no, that's what I heard. No, so that's the, it. Maybe the, the prerequisite that has to be in the Amazon might be true, but I do. <laughs> I have heard it where they climb up the stream. So this is what you do, right? To avoid that, you do it in, in spurts. You got to go. Are you kidding? You got to break, put a break in the chain. How much um, <laughs> control do you have? I can't do that. There's. No way. I could stop a train faster than doing that. Like, <laughs> Even if you put your finger on the end like a hose. Sorry. And then you- gross. <laughs> You're getting gross. That way nothing can go in. <laughs> Just do that the whole time. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, for the first time 
in this year. This is like, what a start to the year. Why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First up, rundown the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And this time, we're talking about Deathmatch. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories we've been watching, reading, and our entertainment we've, that hit, hit our eyeballs this year. This year? How long has it been this year? Like five days? At the time of four this? Four days? Yeah, four days, yes. Right. Actually, man, it might not be this year what I'm going to talk about. Oh, wow, okay. Let's get into the news. A new year, a new rumor. This one is uh, MCU related. And I think in my head, this is just the fans want it. And it's not really even a rumor. Like, it was a rumor. It's the moral of a wish. Wishful thinking. Yeah, like there's no, not even a, a drop of like why this could be true. It just came out of nowhere. It's basically a New Year's resolution. You want something, but you gotta you gotta work towards to get it. Yeah, but then there's, yeah. I guess it's worked in the past that people want something and say it enough that it comes true in the movies. We're, this is the start of a movement. Right. We're at ground floor of this. Okay. We're only adding to the fire, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr., we know, is no longer in the MCU. Yes. But fans want him back. And honestly, I think it would help to have him back because of the kind of like lackluster phase four that mm, we got. Okay. So there's rumors of him coming back to a couple of different properties, right? So the obvious one is Secret Wars because that seems like it's just going to be everyone will be in it. I mean, it's it plays with the different universes, right? So very well could be a case where Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was alive there, you know? Sure. Someone yeah. else made the ultimate sacrifice and he's still right? around. Yeah. Um, so it could work, totally work where he just like jumps in and there's is part of the conversation. No even real explaining you have to do. You just you can just be there. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the phase four through six is easy mode. If that's gonna happen, it, that's the place I would bet it would happen. Right. Yeah. But there's rumors that it'll be more than that and possibly one could be the Armor Wars. Yes, the Disney Plus series uh, starring Riri Williams. Turned into a movie. Is it a movie now? It's not a movie. Remember oh, that? I forgot that. Is yeah. it a movie on Disney Plus or in the theaters? That's the question. Well, I think it's always going to be theater. If it's movie, it's theater and then Disney Plus. I mean, they still have special presentations. I guess this isn't that, but... No, okay. I think... Yeah. And you think that that's why? Oh. Because originally it was going to be a series. And then, you know, earlier this year or earlier last year, they're like, you know, we're changing it to a movie. Maybe that's when they're like, this script now has RDJ in it. RDJ looked at it and he's like, maybe. This works. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, well, let's put it. What if it was theatrical? We can't have RDJ pretty much in a show. Like we want, that's that's any anything that RDJ will be in, it literally automatically pushes it into movies. It'd be, it'd be uh, disrespectful to have him <laughs> in a TV show. Yeah. Like mm. if you said he's going to be in... I don't know. What's the if it was in She Hulk and yeah. that show like not a lot of people like, <laughs> it automatically be like, well, it's gonna be a movie because RDJ is gonna be in it. Okay, you know what I mean? Like it, it, he has the cachet to push it up. Oh, to push to elevate it. Yeah, that it needs to be in the theaters. People need to watch. I'm thinking maybe it was written already and they have some good players in the mix that they, it might have been convinced enough to RDJ to appear in it. That's what I imagine. And I'm like, oh, that's that's what switched it for him. So He'll come back for that. The, so they changed it to a movie so that he could come back like it was after that possibly or just that it's really good they turned into a movie and now RDJ's happy to join yeah yeah. so they did it to get RDJ you think oh I don't, I don't know about that either I think it, I think it might just have some good 
um, hints that it's going to be really good. Like, I don't know if Ryan Coogler is heavily handed into it because he introduced the character into the cinematic universe, right? So maybe there, it's that, that like that side of Marvel is doing well right now in phase four. Yeah. So then, you know, people feel really good about it. Let's make it into a movie. The The producers are looking at it and like, yeah, hey, okay. this looks promising. Yeah. Maybe we could center more on this character in the whole Marvel landscape. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. What do you think? You're talking about Riri? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't think she's like the star of it. I think she's the star of her series. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm then, getting confused. And then Don Cheadle is the star of Marvel oh, Wars. <laughs> I'm just getting so confused of what series I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this show is about armoires and like armoires. cabinets. Oh, okay. okay, that's the show we're talking about. Oh my god. Okay, so this is freaking uh, have, Don Cheadle. You have a New Year's hangover. Still. I think I do. <laughs> okay, so Armor Wars featuring Don Cheadle. <laughs> Oh my and god. Tony Stank. Okay, I can believe that now. <laughs> now, now we're on board. Now we're on board. <laughs> Maybe Don Cheetah pulled him into it? Uh I, I I think just like the they they wanted to get RDJ back. I think they had a feeling like oh fans are not really liking um as much as we want them to okay. the stuff we're putting out. So we need, let's try to get RDJ back. And this is like one of the things that he would do. So like, okay, well, let's make it a movie. I see. Okay. Okay. Since it's more connected to Robert <laughs> Downey, that makes sense. It is about, um, well, it was about the comics. It's about people using Stark technology, like, and then in the wrong hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if like Don Cheadle inherited all of the equipment, like his uh, factory or whatever. Maybe he's got like the secret key. Like th he gave him the biometrics he can access mm. Tony Stark's suit of armors and then What uh what if um Don Cheadle wears like a armor, right? Like a new one that has never been used yet, right? But it was like made for him. Okay. So not the not the war machine armor. It's like not connected to the military, you know what I mean? Okay, not the Iron Patriot armor. No. So like maybe Tony made one for him that he never got. Then he finally unlocks it, puts it on, and it's like, maybe he's the new Iron Man or something like that. Oh. And then the AI is, is Tony. Oh, wow. I didn't think of that. That they like saved his like voice recognition or personality in there. Yeah. And then wow. like, and, and then it's almost like annoying to, <laughs> to Rhodey that it's him. Dang it, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, there's like some rumors that it's maybe just, uh, like previous like messages that he recorded, like maybe notes. Yeah. I mean, there's probably got to be an instruction manual if he's getting all of the armor or whatever, mm -hmm. like how, how this operates, how to open it, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like an Ikea manual. Right. Put this flunkin into this <laughs> doohickey. Flukin doggin. Right. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, in Armor Wars, it's more likely he'll be like some kind of recording or AI or messaging thing right interesting left okay. behind whereas in secret wars i think it'll be maybe an alternate version of, of tony stark tony stark yeah where he maybe he's got different armors over there so that'll be interesting for the fans to see yeah um, what, what if it's a, a villain what do you uh, like he's like a evil evil tony stark like superior iron man like what do you what do you think i mean that that could be interesting or just like a bit twisted with a character you know like maybe he's maybe you know how like he's so scared of like protecting all of the people yeah they becomes almost like an authoritarian like it's mm. too much heavy-handed yeah you know where maybe he did stop thanos maybe the first time make an ultron that <laughs> he yeah yeah or he's like mixed into ultron in a way now his return just in general his return 
does that sour your taste? Does that like lessen what Endgame did? I think um, people need to know what they're getting into. It's comic books. Yeah. And I feel like that's form. That's like the form of comic books, like reviving characters to have them show up just for the fans to get excited about it. Mm -hmm. And it'll be at that point, it'll be far enough along years later where it's like, why not by now? I can understand people getting angry about it right now. Uh Uh-huh. But like too soon. If it's like a down the road to phase six, like that's that's far enough. Yeah. So like um, if it is gonna be an armor wars, that'll be twenty twenty five. That's yeah. Two and a half years from now. That's what they're promising now. But I mean, I think they they, they push stuff down. That's like common nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the, the remember the rumors about Iron Man appearing in Multiverse of Madness where it was Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. Would that be more exciting or less exciting to have? The, less. Less, right. And when I think about it, yeah, I guess uh, maybe we could have two of them, both of them in the mix and talking to each other. It's just so weird because Robert Downey like epitomizes that character. Really. Like, yeah. It's not a like uh, a Batman or a James Bond where that is just a character and that actor is playing that character. Whereas Robert Downey Jr., it feels like he is Iron Man. And when he died, quote unquote, died in the in the movies, uh, no one else could replace him. Take it up again. Yeah. 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 It, it it does feel like he kind of wrote, uh, like he overwrote the personality of Tony Stark in everyone's yeah. head. Right. Right. Well, it's like a reverse, like in the, like in the movies, maybe they try to make him like the comics. Now in the, in the comics and video games and stuff, they're trying to make it like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I, I Maybe they kind of do that across the board with MCU stuff. A little but bit. Robert Downey, that's pretty heavily like mm-hmm. comic book writers try to make him sound like Robert Downey Jr. Now. Yeah, the way they talked. Yeah. Even look in a way. Not like point. the mullet one from the cartoon. <laughs> Wait, maybe when we get him back, he'll have a mullet. Oh, that, I would love it. Then. He's an Iron Man from the 80s. Do that. Right? He's walking around with like a pinstripe suit that's way too big for him. He's got a gold chain. <laughs> we did the, a comic book from the 80s of like Iron Man. Right. During our Iron May <laughs> a couple of years ago. Remember that. Uh, he had like a shower in his plane. Like a, it was like a Quinjet style military but he had a shower and it wasn't like in another room it was only like chin high <laughs> so that he was taking a shower and still talking to roadie who's <laughs> flying the plane because in the 80s that was pimping that was balling <laughs> out right having a shower in your jet but he's like i'm a businessman i can't be like disconnected i still have to do business so i'm taking a shower multitasking I, but i gotta talk to you <laughs> not only that i have to be able to see you yeah right <laughs> Okay, how about the the suit from that comic? That was pretty cool with like the shoulder pads. Right. That's like an iconic Iron Man look that has been brought to screen yet, I think. (laughs) There's um, one old comic where um, like the slits of his eyes, they're just holes and you could see his eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. You you said he looks like Bender. He does. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like Bender. I want to see that shot in the movie. Let's do that. Secret Wars, I just don't know. There's so many possibilities that um, I'm almost like weary of it. Yeah, that they can mess this thing up, Marvel. Let's not fumble the ball now at the Mm -hmm. one yard line. And I I think uh, it's going to lean towards more the 2015, the 2015 Secret Wars. Was that the year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the newer one. one, Yeah. Yeah. Where um, the, the world, it was not even Earth, it was like a battle world. And it was split up into regions, right? And one of the regions, Hulk was like by himself. And he just ruled that area. And no one would go there because Hulk will just kill you. Oh, yeah. Right? But I want to say like, what if that happened, right? 
but that Hulk is um, not the Hulk from Secret Wars. It was uh, Maestro. Is that his name? Maestro. Yeah. yeah. So what if you fold in other comics into this, which is like the old man comics, like old man Logan, old man Hawkeye. Into Secret Wars? Have them, I think they really were. Really much just Hulk is what I'm talking about. Oh, man. The old man, the Hulk, old man Logan mm-hmm. sucks as a person. If you ever read the comic. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I don't want to see that on screen. That's be scary. <laughs> Because, like, I really think they have diluted Hulk a little bit. Oh, like... Because uh, yeah. Smart Hulk. Yeah. Smug Hulk. Smug... <laughs> Douche Hulk. Yeah. But we also know they're not done with him. They just introduced more of his side characters, like his son. Yeah. She-Hulk also, yeah, so cousin, family. They're not done with him. That's true. That's true. But um, like a more sinister looking Hulk or, or feel for Hulk, that sounds interesting because in a whole, Bruce Banner Hulk has been kind of neutered compared to um, the raging out animal that he is in the other two movies. Yeah. So I think like a, like a maestro even will be interesting. Yeah. Like a smart Hulk that's, but also pretty evil. Just wants uh, yeah, to rule. I think that's that could happen. Okay. Yeah, there's so many things that could we could see. One of them is like Red Hulk. Yeah. Even though it's not the same character, uh, I would love to see Red Hulk because he is more of like a back to like just an angry, destructive Hulk. Destructive because he's like a newbie, like he's a newborn into right. his new body of <laughs> yeah ang- red anger, I guess. Mm. Uh, what else do I want to see from Secret Wars? Uh, I guess all of the different Thors would make sense. Maybe Jane Foster comes back. So I'm wondering if Secret Wars is just going to be, you know, like the new phase is just fan service for the fans. Mm-hmm. Secret Wars might be the epitome of that. The ultimate fan service movie. Just like bring everyone back for at least yeah. a scene for a shot of them. Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of don't want that. Yeah. And um, you know why I don't want it? It's because of fans. <laughs> it's, okay. You used to hate DC fans fans now what do you how do you feel about the marvel fans i didn't i don't hate fans is that I, true i just don't like when um a lot of times fan well because like when i say fans i mean just the general what we read about online okay right? yeah and um it would be like we hate this we hate this okay fine we're changing it no can't we be changing it now <laughs> yeah I, I think it's more or less like you don't know what if they're doing something you want already, people mm-hmm. are going to stay quiet about it. It's just the other fans that are going to be up, yeah. uproar, whichever side you decide on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that. People bouncing back and forth, ping-ponging their opinions. Right. Do they want RDJ back or not? If you, if you could decide right now, do you want him back or not? Um, I think I think I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I think I want him back. Maybe the uh, he'd be the only one to come back from the original Avengers. Maybe that's I would rather deal. have Captain America back than Iron Man. Why is that? Because um, uh, one, Iron Man's dead. Okay. <laughs> is Captain America just chilling out like he's on on retirement now? I mean, can he die? Oh, I don't Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just gets super old. Yeah, because I could see him running uh, a Secret Avengers, Ooh. but he's old. He's like the Nick Fury. Kind of, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's running like a secret, yeah, like a secret shield, like something inside of shield. Maybe. really like the Black Ops type. Sure, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, sticking with the rumor. I heard a rumor about the um, Thunderbolts movie, which is one of the movies I'm more interested in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we made your uh, one of your top five yeah. movies, right? I heard what the plot could potentially be. Let's hear it. So this is, um, could be spoilers. You, you always say that. Okay. We had some rumors already about it. Yeah. Well, the rumor I heard is um, their mission is to go 
to uh, that celestial body in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which has now, since Eternals, has become almost like an island. Interesting. Right? Okay. And they're there to collect material of that celestial, which is actually made of adamantium. Whoa. Yeah. And then that island will eventually become what the X-Men know as Genosha. Wow. That's pretty cool. Is it? Is there going to be something else in there that's going to like spark up the mutant gene? I don't. I don't know. Maybe like it, it gets out there somehow. I don't like the idea. Like the mutant gene started from this new thing. I want the mutant gene to always have been around, but not big and not, maybe things have to like activate it. Yeah. How like puberty? How it does in the comics? I don't want it to be like. Oh, now there's mutants because we got this thing. Okay. It's just been latent until now. Like out of nowhere, it activates in people. Yeah. Like, people have it. People have been having it just we don't we don't know everyone in the world (laughs) (laughs) we didn't take a consensus oh yeah are you mean check the box can you do powers you have powers And the other fill-in, which you, what power you have. Yeah. So I don't like the idea of like, oh, this sparks the mutant gene or whatever, but it could be um, big for X-Men and X-Men lore. Okay. Yeah. They do interact with space a lot. Yeah. Maybe the Eternals have something to do with, uh, I don't know, something out there, the Phoenix Force. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the Phoenix Force is like something connected to the Eternals and wants to return to the island or, yeah. you know. As far as like Genosha, I don't really like that idea. It'd be cooler if it was like the Savage Land or Krakoa or something like that. Krakoa of what Krakoa is is now in more recent comics. Okay. Yeah. Like a living mutant. Yeah, but also like it becomes like their homeland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, what where where Genosha would be? Okay. Well, Genosha was almost like a fake homeland. Like a front? Yeah, because in the cartoons... By the by, the book, the cartoons, yeah. the law. <laughs> when they went there thinking it was like a refuge for mutants, it ended up being like a, a concentration camp <laughs> for mutants. Dark. Yeah. 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 I remember that. That was just a big twist for them. Uh, considering that, are you excited for the the X Men cartoon? Oh, ninety seven. Yeah, it's coming out. Is it this year? I think? I think this year. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, I gotta catch up. You gonna are you gonna rewatch all of them? Do you think you've seen every episode? Uh, for sure. I think I have seen every episode. Some more than others. Some I care. I almost don't really care about because the last season was like a different studio. I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I didn't know so that. So it's not really as oh, yeah. same quality. It had a different animation style, right? Yeah, and uh, not as good. Lame. And. Uh, the dialogue and stuff got a little bit more kiddish. Even worse than that. I mean, they, they did talk like they're barely moving, but I guess by the dialogue, it was pretty No, but it was like drama-y. true to the comics too, though. Like, yeah. You know, they, they talked about comic book stuff, whereas the new one was like, they talked more about kitty cartoony stuff. Oh, like G.I. Joe's teaching you lessons? Something like that, yeah. Okay. If you're a mutant and you want to tread water. <laughs> you probably have gills or something. <laughs> you're good. Um, switching over to DC now. We know they have pretty much cleaned house almost. Yeah. Um, James Gunn has been busy. Peter Safran is... Mm. I don't know what he does. Uh, does he even go here? <laughs> James Gunn is so hot right now. <laughs> um, I, I just learned that officially Black Adam's not happening. Black Adam 2. Black Adam 2, right. It's um, definitely not happening. Okay. Uh, Henry Cavill mentioned he's already coming as Superman. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that w- was said to be canceled and then reversing, like, no, that's not canceled, is the HBO Green Lantern series. Green Lantern Core. Yeah. Which makes sense because I feel like they have not even touched that or started that. So it could be still a blank slate. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm curious. Um, I, the, it did seem promising. Like, it's a big cast of Green Lantern characters and making it into a show seemed like a good idea. Yeah. I think it's more highlighting Jon Stewart, but they can go to episode to episode. Maybe a new one is a main character this episode. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, more like a cop drama in space. Yeah, like it's a police station, like a yeah. precinct you're following. Right, and then you have to go planet to planet find he's got to ask questions right and there's like an alien at a dock and he's like oh yeah i remember that guy <laughs> he's like putting crates away ice t is on the show <laughs> he plays one of the lanterns ice t is kilowatt does that work uh, maybe <laughs> but uh I, I i could totally see if it was like um green lantern far sector or something like that oh futuristic yeah but just like not even no earth stuff at all oh yeah not connected to earth. maybe because like whatever john stewart's from earth but he's doing his time far out into space that's just the point like you have to it's like it's your actual job it's like you're um more like a military guy you're out sure. you're away from home yeah yeah maybe like um we're following john stewart but every week he goes to like a different uh, green lantern region and he's with another green lantern that they have to solve a crime a different sector a different alien crime oh wow yeah alien laws i wonder mm -hmm. what those are <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm happy it's not canceled, just because it, it does seem something fresh. You know, uh, we were, for a long time we were wondering if there's gonna be a Green Lantern movie, yeah. but this maybe intermingling with that universe seemed interesting. But who knows if that? Uh, it, what do you think is connected to what's coming up next, or the cut off Snyder universe that's never just you know it's not part of that even? What do you think this show was meant to be? I think it was meant to be its own thing, separate, totally, totally separate from anything. Oh well. But now I think it could be the start uh, or, or the beginning phases of a shared thing including movies like shows and movies I think that's what they want to do Yeah, is unite the whole thing movies, shows um, even shows on like other networks oh. they want to encompass be under one umbrella so like if, if you had a show on CW and you had a show on HBO and then you saw a movie in the theaters, those are all in the same universe. Really? Wow. Is that the right move? I guess it's the Disney Plus uh, Marvel movies type thing, right? Yeah. Same format. Huh. Okay. I, I, I'm hoping if they do, do decide to rope it in there into the new universe that yeah. they've put a lot of effort into it like plan it out because it seems like and this was all before james gunn was around uh but if it's uh if uh if they can also just start start from scratch after this maybe that that's an option too because it's like mm -hmm. now james gunn is really starting from ground zero it's from yeah. the creative side yeah i mean we know they're doing elseworld stuff still right yeah so th this might have the first elseworld's imprint name on it mm. <laughs> because it's green lantern and because you're dealing with space and it's so vast that I would want it to be included because um, there's a lot of space stuff that you could... It doesn't have to be like direct connection, but you could follow a thread Easter to connect eggs. these characters to the main or mainstream characters in the movies or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, this is a side character is a henchman to this bigger villain or something like that. Oh, Stuff okay. like that. Okay. Like uh, they can run to dark side characters or something like that or... Uh, yeah, or... What's his name? Mongol? Mongol, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's the big bad of this and then, you know, that leads into like Superman stuff in the movies. Right, yeah. I can... I like that. I like that. Interesting. Because there's a lot a lot of it in space. Like Kryptonians he runs into. Lobo has been in the conversation as of late. Sure. If they're the cops, Lobo's a bounty hunter, right? Yeah. They have to cross paths. Uh, <laughs> when I think of Lobo, I just think of Dog the Bounty Hunter. 
<laughs> you have basically the same hairdo. Yeah. I like it. Is that the perfect casting, actually? <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter is Lobo. Uh, but yeah, this is interesting. This is not getting the axe when so many things were. Uh, right. Right. Blue Beetle sticking around. Blue Beetle, I think, is going to be good. Yeah. And uh, it's a, like they said, it's for sure coming out this year. Okay. Okay. If, if it's that good and they're prompting it, maybe they just want to jump it out of there, get it out of the way, but... I hope it's good. I don't want it to downfall. I think this is the last year of the DCEU. Um, we're getting Flash, uh, Shazam, and Blue Beetle, and, right. Al- and then Aquaman 2. So that is like the last hurrah, I think, is Aquaman 2. Um, Flash is coming first, and I think we're going to get the trailer uh, Super Bowl weekend, which is like in a month. Oh, okay. A month and a half. Good for them. <laughs> you, don't, you don't care at all, do you? I don't care about the you're Super like, Bowl. I don't, you're like, screw DC until I, the new stuff. It's more about the Super Bowl. I don't care about <laughs> I remember the last time there was a Super Bowl, they had the Moon Knight trailer. And I'm like, I got to be for three minutes and I can leave. <laughs> Go watch the trailer. I don't care who wins. I win. All right. Who was playing? Okay. Uh, there's a team with Mahomes, right? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chiefs, right? Okay. Is that right? I oh, think, did they get renamed? I think so. I, yeah, it is. It was. Did they get renamed? No. Oh, okay. Um, And then the other team. Which was? They lost, right? The other team lost? No. Okay. The other team that won is... <laughs> okay. I, I think this is the first time ever. The winning team, they also played in their home stadium. Home stadium. Because, uh, you know, they pick the stadium before they even know who's playing. Oh, they do? Oh, wow. This is the only time where, like, the team was in their home stadium and the, and they won. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's got to feel great, huh? Yeah, it's never happened before. The, and then playing in their own stadium also is really rare. And that only happened, like, recently. For the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, who was who won the Super Bowl is pretty much what I'm asking you. Right. Uh, <laughs> that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was uh, the Buccaneers, right? No. Oh, really? Oh. Well, they did win a Super Bowl. It wasn't the last one? It wasn't the last one. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Is it the Dallas Cowboys? No, it was in LA. Oh, okay. LA Rams. Yes. Oh, (laughs) nice. Nice. (laughs) All right. uh, That is it for the news. LA Rams won the Super Bowl last year. (laughs) If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, you'll be back every week with our new comic book news. You won't want to miss it. Continue on with us in 2023. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Thanks for joining us into the new year. Let's dive into our first comic book of the new year. It's called Deathmatch. I'm happy I picked the comic we are doing today because it's a it's one I read when I was really getting into like getting into comics like I was oh, like really? really like picking up like a little bit after like oh I, I can identify myself as a comic book guy. Oh really? I picked up I this one uh, a couple of years into that, but it's called Deathmatch from Boom Studios. Um, it's a really interesting comic. Uh, something in the past, uh, back in 2012, that far off year. Um, speaking of match, I need to correct myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the Chiefs and the Rams. It was the Rams and the Bengals. So oh, but the Bengals lost. Ooh. So who cares? Continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, this this comic, it's uh, pretty interesting. It's we're only be doing the first three issues, but in a total is 12. So it's a really okay. a concise story from finish to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, what's interesting about it is it's in a subgenre that I really like. I know you love this. It's like where comic book creators make analogs of well-established superheroes of the, the big two, basically, right? Yeah. Of the Marvel, of the DC characters. They'll make copies of them and then write their own story using those characters, basically copies those of archetypes. Clones, sure. Yeah. 
Um, and I think this is what started it all for me. Like, when I look back, like this really? was probably it. Yeah, because you know I'd start off reading the Avengers that you handed on down to me, and then like oh, I'm starting to get an understanding of the worlds, uh-huh. and then I picked up this. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, it's kind of copies of those. And oh, that's why you like Doom Patrol so much because they're copying X Men. Oh, yeah. all right, okay. Conti- Doom Patrol was continue, first continue, technically. Continue. <laughs> That's what to do. Okay, so this book uh, is written by a guy called Paul Jenkins. Uh, he's a pretty interesting guy. He's a writer, screenwriter, a novelist, a narrative director. I'm not sure. I guess it's like directing the story specifically for movies. Okay. But I guess he wears a lot of hats. He's kind of an established guy. Um, in comic books, he's known for... Um, a lot of the Marvel Knights stuff. Oh, nice. So that that kind of era, right? Worked in video games, animation, a couple of different uh, fields, really. Um, and then he was also tied to like uh, early ages of, early days of Mirage Studios and Tundra Publishing. Mm. So like the Kevin Eastman, yeah. Peter Laird, Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guys. Right. And then some other stuff, Inhumans and The Century. So okay. some more uh, Marvel stuff. Um, our artist today is Carlos Magno, a Brazilian comic book artist for DC. He's done some Green Lantern Corps stuff we mentioned earlier, um, Cyborg stuff. But he's also doing like current comics, like releasing now. Like he's working on like Savage Avengers, which is coming out. Uh, some Fantastic Four recently, and Kang the Conqueror. So they give him some oh. of the, you know, some names that have some notoriety right now. But like I said, this really is like they're taking characters and kind of copying them, right? Sure. And that's the whole thing. And then they put him in a, this is like starting off with like an event story, basically, like this whole thing, this comic. Um, And so let's go ahead and jump into the world of Deathmatch. We start off with this character, and I think of this, I'll just give it off right away. He's like the Spider-Man of this universe. He's called- Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. He's he's like the Peter Parker, but he's called Benny Boatwright. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he's, think of him as like the younger superhero, but he's the dragonfly is what he calls himself. Right. Right. And he, you think of him as being a like a young guy that's got some morals, he's a hero, um, but we see him first with his hand over his face is very remorseful, right? Because mm-hmm. of what he's done recently. He just, he's like talking to somebody. We don't know who it is. Um, and he's revealing that he just killed off one of his fellow soups, which are the superheroes of his world. Soups, so like clam chowder, right. minestrone, chicken noodle. Tomato soup. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're talking about the here. The soups. <laughs> <laughs> um but if this guy is like, you know, he's like Spider-Man, pretty famous name, the, mm. the the name of Spider-Man or Dragonfly. But he's also kept that identity to himself, his uh, alternate identity. Yeah. So like even amongst other superheroes, they don't know who he is. They have no idea who Benny Burwright is at all. But right, yeah. we first see him, he's just wearing like regular old pedestrian clothes, right? Like sneakers, yeah, not jeans. superhero costume. And he's revealing his identity to who's talking to. And then out of nowhere, he like jumps onto like this platform, leaving the dead body of the suit behind. And he's like floating off. It's like the sci-fi tunnel that he's like beaming down. And he arrives to uh, meet up with his fellow soups, the, the other superheroes there. And we just see like this kind of room full of these superheroes that um, are new to me, right? And until I've read this comic book, but they're like brand new copies of them. You can kind of get they look heroic right there's right and then we jump into like a quick flashback and get into the idea of Benny Boatwright where he was 
he had a, uh, he was hit by a uh, alien spacecraft that gave him these dragonfly powers. <laughs> dragonfly powers. <laughs> and he's basically going off as like, he's the like archetypical hero, right? Right. He's like the main head. So he's been a superhero. He, he's kind of like joined their Avengers. Um, and so like he's part of like the superhero team already. Yeah. But still amongst them, no one knows who he is. They only know him as Dragonfly. But you know, there's like a like a Superman style guy. There's like a wasp person, whatever. Yes. There's, so it's there's like one like, of everything. So we get a kind of a introduction to kind of the formative characters like in their Avengers type. It's called the First Force, mm-hmm. right? And like their leader, he's called the Meridian. Right. He's like their Superman almost. Exactly. He looks like Clark Kent, right? Yeah. And uh, he's the first one to approach Benny Burr, right? As he joins in with the other heroes at this like kind of, it looks like a prison that they're stuck in. Right. And then they're they're all pretty much just learning his identity right now. Yes. He's giving it up. They can't believe it. He looks just like a kid. It's like a teenager to them. Uh, they're, so they're all surprised. Most shameful is like Meridian, like talking down to him in a way. Like you're a hero. You don't, and he's known for not killing people, right? Yeah. And then he, we just watched him kill someone. Yeah. Like, a fellow superhero. Yes. So it's it's very like, why would the heck would this person do that? And we kind of get a whole understanding of the scenario, right? It's basically they're the heroes and supervillains of this universe have been collected into this type of prison mm-hmm. and they're being forced to fight each other in like a battle royale type scenario. Yeah. It's like a games of, of like who's more starving for the win. <laughs> right. Uh, there's Katniss Everdeen. She's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hunger Games of superheroes. Yeah, exactly. The the different battle royales that's copying the like Japanese battle royale, the the video games battle royale. Oh, yeah. That's a trend, and I think this is you know jumping into that right. But when they're forced to fight each other, they're almost like um, brainwashed. Yes, they don't. They can't control themselves. And that's why he ended up killing that other superhero, whose name is uh, Apex, I think. Yeah. Uh, when his thing, his whole thing is like, I don't kill people, even the worst villains, I don't kill. And then he just killed this fellow superhero that he knew. Yeah, and he's just kind of in shambles right now as he's feeling guilty. And at the worst moment, his own arch nemesis kind of like kicks him while he's down. This guy called the Cube, and he looks like. A grotesque mutated humpback of Notre Dame. Yeah, even more than that. Yeah, really gross. And he's got like thunderbolt powers kind of, like like shocking powers, the cube. And he kind of get into a little tussle there, but it's immediately stopped by the light guards, which is our the captors, like these like guards that are made out of light and they just stop them. Yeah. So if it was Squid Games, they'd be the ones in pink. Exactly. There you go. Another thing, another copy from, from modern days. So not only are superheroes here, but the supervillains are here too, and they're called the Fears. Yeah, I like that. They have their own terminology. Soups and Fears. And then there's another one where it's like, they're neither. They're like a gray area. Oh. And they're called the Newts, like neutral. All right. <laughs> I mean, these are kind of gross. I don't like them. <laughs> But it's pretty much anyone with superpowers have been thrust into this like Hunger Games style competition. Yeah. They can kind of tell it's like the 32 strongest ones. Yeah. Right? Like the top of the top. You're right. And um, they, so they, they, they've been fighting each other every, like it's the first round really where there's just been a couple matches in this mm-hmm. whole game, but we're in the middle of it. 
And um, but they're surprised when they look up and they see like Apex's face is crossed out and Benny kind of just like punches the computer that's holding it down. And he's like so angry. He he can't, you know, he's so angry at himself for doing this. And yeah. then he gets uh, into a conversation with kind of this universe's Batman, right? Uh-huh. And this is this character called Sable and it's a female. Yes. But she like, you know, wears a hood, can't see her face. And she's very like dark. She comes out of the shadows and you can tell like no one knows what's going on. No one knows how they got there, but she's like trying to figure this out. She's, uh, you know, a detective, right? Mm -hmm. Just like uh, Bruce Wayne. So she's like questioning Benny about how it all went down. All he remembers is a flash of light as he entered the arena as he's flying on that platform. And then afterwards, he just wakes up standing over the body of Apex. So it's like almost he doesn't remember anything that happened in the arena. Yeah. So we get a whole kind of understanding of how this is working. Um, we see um, he's trying to talk to the other, uh, all the other like other prisoners, right? All the heroes and villains at like their food court, right? They're, they're having food as they're prepping for the next round, I guess. Um, but everyone just feels like captors. They're all sad. They're trying to talk to... She's trying to talk to the uh, sidekick of Sable. And the sidekick is just like, yeah, Sable's kind of messed up. You don't want to know her secret identity. Don't even try because um, she's really like a sadistic character. And then uh, a tussle runs out of there. We see like some other new characters. This character called the monkey. <laughs> yeah, these are super villains. And this guy's just like... Um, a caveman, like a hairy caveman. Pretty much. And he's fighting this other character called Fallout Man, who's basically like a radioactive <laughs> character that uh, has like a big cannon on his back and they're just fighting each other. But they're stopped immediately by the light guard. So really, they just have no control of themselves. Yeah. So they can't even like fight unless it's in the arena. Yeah. Yeah. There's rules to this, right? Um, if this was MTV's The Challenge... They get kicked out right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you fight outside of the challenge. <laughs> if you get too drunk and you throw a punch. Yeah. Not, only for the views here. <laughs> and so um, the quote-unquote heroes are trying to talk to each other and piece through all of the like clues they have. There's like this big dome that's like in the middle where they think it is... Uh, where like one of the other captors is held secretly on his own. He's called the Glyph, mm -hmm. and he's just in this like glass like sphere. He's looking at like an ET looking guy. ET kind of like a golem, right? Yeah, very tiny, alien like. looking. Um, looks like doesn't talk. Yeah, right? <laughs> like those aliens in a uh, Men in Black. Sure, that like uh, control yeah. bodies. But this one looks like it's been isolated, lonely, doesn't talk. But maybe it's like, but I guess it's like it's super powerful. That's why it's been like put in a, in a it's, its own cell. Yeah, separate from everyone else. And uh, we see it's like a Mewtwo. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a Mewtwo. All too powerful for his own good. <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and then we see another battle comes out. So just any kind of time the captors want, they can start a battle. Whoever this is, the super villain or um, some type of mastermind is keeping them under wraps. They still don't know. But a new fight comes out, and it's between Electronica, who's like you know like thunderbolt powers that can fly, kind of like a storm. And then there's Nephilim, who was on the Avengers type team. He's like uh, a hulking big guy with four arms and a rhino face type. <laughs> it's huge. He's like the biggest character there, like by a lot. Yeah. Forced to fight this female superhero, Electronica, 
but they're like allies. They're actually loved ones. Like they love each other. Yeah. I don't know how they get 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 down, but it's it's like this big character and and uh, this beautiful woman. It's like kind of like a Beauty and the Beast type relationship. And as they're in the arena to fight, the other captives are being shown this battle on the, like a big screen, right? And they're talking to each other and they're like, these guys love each other. There's no way they're going to fight no matter what. And as soon as like the round starts, Electronica starts fighting yes, <laughs> the right. monster. They all fight each other. Nephilim is kind of like a gentle giant. Right. He would never harm a fly even. So they're surprised when actually Nephilim defeats Electronica and uh, kind of sadly wins the day, wins the battle. By like crushing her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With like all four of his arms. And then uh, in, the, in the shadows and the alleyways of this kind of, it's kind of like a sci-fi kind of like different tunnel. It looks like you're on Star Trek, kind of like this, yeah. this prison, like a dark Star Trek ship. Yeah. It's like Andor or something. Yeah. There you go. The right. seedy parts of the sci-fi alleys. That's the setting we're in. And we see um, Sable runs into this other character who's called the Rat. This one, the Rat is almost like a... Like a Rorschach almost? Yeah. But is, is this a villain? So I think this is, it's like a Rorschach where it's like a hero that will do the, the, the dirty, dirty work. work. Yeah. Because it captures and kills one of those light guards. When usually those light guards are like, no one can even touch one. Impenetrable, right? Yeah. But what he did was he took like sutures out of his forearm mm -hmm. and he pulled a screwdriver out of his arm. Like he'd been hiding it there. Yeah. <laughs> Under then, his skin. And then he like stabbed one of the light guards. And then Sable is inspecting the the killed light guard and it's like it's like a living thing like there's like nanites or there's like a, a layer a, a layer of bacteria that's creating the light mm -hmm. that this thing protects it um and somehow rat was able to kill it i like the way rat talks he kind of talks in broken english right right he's kind of like kevin malone in the office where he, <laughs> okay. he's like what why say a lot word when few word do trick <laughs> he's like that yeah you know see <laughs> world Sea World or Sea World? <laughs> but I, I think Rat is also a smart guy. Yes. Right? Yeah. He sees the... It's, this is interesting. He sees the world. He, see, <laughs> he sees the world like like how it really is, right? Mm -hmm. And this is interesting. It's like, what if you had Batman and Rorschach in the room together? How interesting. Yeah. It's like that, right? I love that. It, it, this book, it pulls from different universes mm -hmm. and they meshes them together. It's DC and Marvel or whatever you want. Like, yeah. They're both DC, but... From anything. It's, I, I, that's what I love it for, you know? So it's weird because the, the rat kills one of the light guards, right? Yeah. But that body almost like glows and like disappears. And then more light guards appear to capture Rat and, and Sable. And then um, Rat like whispers to Sable, like, knock me out, right? Let's start like a fake fight and the, so they won't get caught. Yeah, basically like I can't be punished if I'm unconscious. Yeah. So Sable knocks out Rat and then they take drag Rat away and then they kind of like throw Sable back with the, the rest of the captures. That's right. Yeah. He, she just made an excuse like, oh, uh, yeah, it was an accident. Sorry. And then so Sable gets away, gets away with it. Now we see a, a new battle interspliced with all of this. It's a, a fight between that one character, the monk and the cube so these two gross looking dudes villains get to fight it out this is kind of what's it's kind of satisfying now these two villains fighting and it's like in this foresty or a jungle type area and um the cube shoots at his tentacles from his hand 
and the monkey can just like just bites them off like their food. The cube is such a weird character. I don't get him at all. I I, I kind of like it because it's like an elephant man looking disfigured person. Yeah, that can grow tentacles out of its body and like even out of its mouth and stuff. And then his name is the cube. I don't get anything. Yeah, I don't get that either. Actually, <laughs> you good point. But um, yeah, he he gets uh, backed up into a corner. When we realized this was his plan the whole time, the cube opens up his mouth wide, like it opens up gross, like those vampires in Blade. Sure, yeah. And then split mouth? Yeah, split mouth and tentacles jump out of his mouth and just wrap around the monkey's face as he just incinerates the monkey's whole dome and uh, wins the fight. And we realize Cube's, like, what he gets his powers from is from the box jellyfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still don't get the Cube name. Me neither. But that's where he gets his powers from. Everyone is watching this, right? Even, like, some of the villains. And they watch Cube pretty much, like, kill the monkey character. Yeah. And everyone's, like, grossed out. Like, it's one thing to kill him, but he, like, almost, like, squished his brains out. Yeah, like, melted it, too, in the mix. Uh, Pretty savage. Okay, so that was, like, the end of, like the first round of battles and then on the big screen they see the whole bracket of who's gonna fight who so now tensions are getting hot they're like well i'm gonna fight you in a little bit now they know who they're gonna fight next so it's like the tense right yeah because before it was like kind of random but now it's like we they are shown the bracket yeah and they're like oh dude i have to fight this person next or this super villain next and it starts like arguments amongst all of them like we should not even fight anything. Like, why are we agreeing to part- participate in this? Yes. Let's all, like, promise. Like, we knew what we are doing beforehand. Like, we are just, like, maybe saving the day or whatever. We're just sitting at home. But for some reason, we're just teleported here out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Can we have control of ourselves and not fight each other in that one moment we're in there? But they just can't. No. There's, like, a montage now of all these matches. And one by one, each one is, like, killing another person there. Yeah. It is interesting seeing all the different characters. There's, like, a Captain America type. Type, an Iron Man type. There's one that's kind of called Silver Man. So yeah. I think it's Iron Man, right? Yeah. Um, there's like a Reed Richards smart type. And then the ultimate, like, this is really where it's serious is these two heroes, um, Soul Invictus and Republic 8. And these are these two heroes that are famous because they, as brothers, they like they're they fought off the, this alien force back in the day. Like this big event comic, you can imagine. Yeah, imagine like a, a big crossover comic yeah. where only two heroes were left and they saved the entire universe. Like that's what they're building it up as. Yeah. So they have like this brotherhood camaraderie, like we've gone through it together. Bond. Yeah. And now they're forced to fight to yeah. death. And from from the very start, as they're entering the, the arena, they're going to say, I'm not going to fight your brother, right? Yeah. They're, we're not going to do it. And then soon as they teleport in with a flash of light, they, we realize like, there's like a, a new secret in their head. Like they realize why they're stuck there, at least for the moment they're in the arena. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we have to fight. It's like they're, they're told knowledge or something that triggers them to want to kill the other one. Yeah. Only, it's like knowledge they only know while in the arena. Yeah. And then they go into a fight. Republic 8 splits into eight different people. It's like a multiple man. Yeah. Sol Invictus has the power of the sun god, so he's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And they go into a duke out fight, and it's uh, pretty obvious the sun god's going to win. Meanwhile, Sable is like going around, even with the supervillains, just trying to get any information Maybe one of them in there is like in on it or something like that. Yeah. So she's like almost like interrogating everybody. Uh, there's this one character that's basically like the Joker clone, right? Right. Chuckles. Yeah. But uh, he's not the one that did it. And they're all, all the heroes are now arguing like, okay, uh, Meridian, he's like pretty 
you know, he's like the superhero. Like he's the Superman. Yeah. He's got a lot of responsibility outside of this world. Like he's like the top guy. He's everyone's the leader. looking at him to yeah. like make the decision. And he kind of has this kind of offhand remark, like, "Okay, we just have to keep through this, and eventually I will figure it out." Yeah. And everyone's like, "You want to just keep killing each other until you figure this out? Like that's not a good plan." This is. It's not just you. You should work with us. But he like. I'm the, I'm the obvious leader here, right? Like I'll just just stick with it. And then one of the one of the super villains like barks at him, like, "Who do you think you are? I don't listen to you. I'm not a hero, even." Yeah. Right? And we see Meridian outside of the arena, just amongst the other people, all the heroes. He shoots out his laser beams from his eyes and kills the super villain. And this is like his choice, right? Yeah, it's almost like he's built up this frustration because all this pressure from everybody. Yeah. And now everyone's in shock. Like you just killed that guy, and it wasn't even a match. Yeah. <laughs> like you. You're out of control. You were not brainwashed. You were just kind of angry yeah. in the moment. Here, the moments, and uh, we we see like flashbacks of that big event where the aliens evaded. It's called the Rift, and it's like it's like Haywire. It's like Infinity War. It's like Endgame. Like this yeah. big battle of on the battlefield and all the heroes there we even see back in the day meridian back there saved this actual character that he just killed off yeah so like he saved this guy's life once and now he's the one that kills him yeah and uh he's so angry all of the his like friend superheroes are like we know you meridian and we know you wouldn't do this normally but you kind of have to fly off from away from us now so we can regroup regroup. yeah like you're uncontrollable unhinged yeah it's better if you're just away from us so he like flies away while the rest of them try to figure out a plan and then in the middle of that like the guards i guess they like throw rat back into the prison yeah and he's like there on the floor now and everyone's trying to like see what he knows and we realize he came back with missing a hand and it was like yeah it they, they took it away as punishment they took off my hand and this was all my ploy i kind of just want to be teleported to where they are to see what's going on yeah he and risked it he has some uh like some whispers of what is going on just some few words in his head and he says the word intel yeah like the company intel <laughs> And then the Reed Richards type character and Sable, they're talking to each other. It can't be. It can't be that secret, that secret cabal yeah. of, of organization that's secretly running the world. And so they have some clue of what is going on. Meanwhile, there's another like deathmatch happening, right? Yeah. It's like constantly happening. So they're watching it on the big screen. And it, it's like um, this, this is a mutate guy, right? Yeah. He's almost like a primitive hunter style guy. He's like, he's like the beast, but if he won a Nobel Prize. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Versus who's almost like a Punisher meets Craven kind of looking guy. Good point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like a hunter with like, real like weapons. Yeah. Both kind of kind of like heroes, but also the opposite ends of the moral spectrum. Yeah. And so it's interesting. They fight it off. And who kills off the other one but Mutate? The good one actually like kills the off. The more intelligent, intellect, high intellect guy. Yeah. Uh, and so we see Benny Boatwright. He just goes wandering off. And, you know, he all he can think about is that one character hidden away. His name is called Glyph, mm-hmm. that little uh, E.T. type character. Yeah. And he's kind of like just barking at him, even though Glyph doesn't respond. He's like, what do you know that we don't know? Right? Tell us what it is. You're yeah, why, obviously here. Why are you like separated from us? There must be something you know or you can tell us. And uh, he uh, realized, oh, he's maybe he's trying to do some sign language. But uh, Benny just kind of like walks off. He, he doesn't know what's going on. When he gets pulled away by Rat, and Rat has this like little group of the superheroes now because he has an idea of what's going on, right? Right. It's the ones that he could trust only, right? Yeah. So it's like 
what's his name, Dragonfly and the Iron Man looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Four wannabe guy. Yeah, there's Sables in there. There's the Captain America type guy. Yeah. So then they bring him into this room, right? That, uh, what is this, like a their battery room or something like that? Yeah. Where the guards can't go for some reason because like the electromagnetic field and their light powers can't cross paths or something. Yeah. So there's a place that they can actually like talk it out. And so um, that Reed Richards, smart guy, is kind of explaining what he thinks it is. The intelligentsia. <laughs> okay. This has nothing to do with She-Hulk. It's a different one. It's yeah. with an S. Right. Totally different. <laughs> it's also a different world. But yeah. The intelligentsia. Leader is Todd, right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But I guess intelligentsia in their universe yeah. is almost like um, almost like a Illuminati or something, right? Yeah, like a bad Illuminati. A bad Illuminati, like runs the world, decides fate of countries, stuff like that. Yeah, like real life Illuminati. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's like flashbacks, like they controlled the outcome of like World War Two and stuff like that. Yeah, serious things for, for maybe millennia now, like the secret cabal that's running everything. And, you know, it's only the smartest people, like only three people in the world that have figured it out, mm-hmm. that they're out and about. And then we now we see Meridian. He's in one of these death matches as he's fighting off this other alien type character that's actually just an amalgamation of a thousand different beings. And right, he's like, like a magic person. Yeah. I think. And Meridian is like, okay, you're made of uh, a thousand different things. I'm going to split you into two. And he just like kind of rips them in half. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and another moment of like their heroes being very savage in the arena. Yeah, it feels like Meridian. It's almost like he didn't need to be brainwashed. No. He was like very furious already to be in there. Everyone's kind of suspicious of Meridian. Like they can see yeah. something's off with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so people are looking out for him. But now we see um, another big name going into the match. This a uh, Sable. She's gonna right. fight off this other character called Hieronymus Higgins, and he is like a. Uh, I don't know how to describe him, like a Mad Hatter looking yeah. dude. <laughs> he's, you know, he's got a top hat, like an like old school cape. It's like a Hellfire Club dude. Maybe, yeah. Uh, like a Victorian. Yeah. You know? The Hellfire Club from X-Men. Yeah. Are they like um, like the bad guys in X-Men? Yeah, like Sebastian Shaw. And then doesn't uh, um, Jean Grey join them? Or join no? them. Like the evil Jean Grey. Okay. But like Emma Frost was part of that before. Is that where she entered, right? Like the, She entered, was like a villain first. The first character? Queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, right? Like Yeah. This guy's wearing like a suit with like a cape. Did they dress like this? Yeah, they did oh. at first. Yeah. I just remember like skin tight black suits. Is that sure. later? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it, like they're in a matchup now, right? Yeah. But you would think going up against Sable, you'd be scared because Sable's like the Batman of the world. Yeah. But this dude is like not really scared, not worried at all. He's turned his back to her. Yeah. And Higgins is like, uh, don't worry, darling. You know, this will be all over soon. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I have to do this to you. But Sable's like pulling out all her weapons. Like it's going to be a pretty bloody match. When Sable throws off one of her her hooks to, to round him in. Out of nowhere, the floor below her kind of just gives way. It like totally transforms into a hole that she falls into. Yeah, a big green vortex as Sable's getting pulled down and Higgins reveals like, I have reprogrammed the arena. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not worried because I can control the arena now. Like, I guess he's like hacked it or something. Yeah, so this Higgins guy's no joke. <laughs> um, and so that's the end of issue three. We're just going to leave it there. Like, 
there's a whole lot of mysteries going on. How did Hagen do this? Mm. What do the other people know? What's the glyph? Why is he like separated? Yeah. Who rounded them up? Who has all this power to take on, to capture the Meridian? Yeah. Who's in part of Intelligentsia? Yeah. <laughs> Are they dating Jen? I don't know. <laughs> And then um, Meridian, like, what's he doing? Like, what's up with him? He's gone mad. Yeah. So I really enjoyed this comic when the first time I read it. I was like, oh wow, these are just I'm putting it together. Oh, this one is Iron Man. This one's yeah. What of them they look just like it sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, and I also also like the new names they're giving them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. Like you have to rename them. Yeah. Uh, but also the mix electronica. Like, yeah, that was kind of easy. Like, <laughs> uh, I like how it's like some of them are Marvel characters that they're copying mm-hmm. in DC. It's like that you actually get to see them interact. Yeah, but more like organic. Like they were existed in this universe together for a long time. Exactly. Less so like Marvel versus DC, where it's like a just this fun event. Yeah, it's like its own world. It feels almost like a Valiant comic or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I think this started off with me where I really like the copying, the analogs of characters. Uh, I think I want to read more of Paul Jenkins' things. I think he's got some interesting uh, stuff out there that I want to take a peek at. Uh, uh, yeah, this was just one that I've kind of forgot for a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. happy I brought it back. Deathmatch. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into our side stories. We're just departing our holiday season, and I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday gifts, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you got. Um, I am enjoying one of mine recently this past week. Now, you got me a MetaQuest 2 for Christmas, the the virtual VR headset thing. Yes, I did. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty good gift. I really enjoy it. Um, if you guys have never seen this before, it's like, you know, you put on a headset and you're in another world, what, whatever you, you could pick, pick your, you're you, in the, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> you're in, you're in the metaverse right away. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I, I gotta say, I think VR is the future. <laughs> really? You're convinced. I'm convinced with this thing. You, uh, you just put these screens on top of your face and you have these, uh, uh, like controllers, I guess the controllers, one yeah. in each hand that you use to control your virtual hands in the game. <laughs> and it's pretty uh, interesting. I, there's a few th- different apps you can get into it. You can buy some. It's got its own basically store, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the Apple store or whatever. Um, I've been enjoying a, a lot of the free games just because I want to try everything out. But there's one that's like a, uh, a roller coaster that you ride on. Okay. Have you tried that one? Because you've tried it no. a few times. It's really fun. Like... I don't get motion sickness that much. Yeah. Like even in physical real rides yeah. at theme parks, I don't... But you do with this? I do with this, yeah. I get like dizzy. I'm, I'm sitting down. Because of the refresh rate. I think I think that could be. Yeah. Uh, the, the turning. The turning of it all, like you're, right. you're spinning and all that. Um, I'm not physically upside down, but I can feel like I am, really. <laughs> <laughs> but that one's really fun. Um uh, the the other ones I've tried, there's one called Beat Saber. That's, I think, probably the most popular. Sure. Like, the ones that people play the most, um, where there's, like, cubes that are being lunged at you. You kind of slice in half, pretending them with your, you know. With your... You, you have, like, lightsabers. Okay, yeah. Right, that you kind of, like, cut them up. And it's very uh, EDM-type music playing in the background. You kind of play on rhythm with it. Right. Like Guitar Hero, right? Okay. You're going to play with the beat of it, and uh, you get more physical that way when you're like... And that came with the headset. I think, yeah, that one did. That came, yeah. I think you could buy that, but it came with this one specifically. It came with another game. Yes. I, I'm. I, there's a game on it that I will eventually play. It's called Resident Evil 4. Yeah, go give it a try. I, I did give it a try for like two minutes. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm gonna reserve that for a different side story but i do have plans to play it it's just it's a little bit too scary <laughs> it's a zombie game right it's resident evil and it's a different thing when you're inside the world and you're fighting zombies in real life it's you know it's you really don't know what you're gonna do in the in the you moment can't escape you can't look away you don't know if you're gonna uh you know be a hero and take these guys down or you're gonna pause the game <laughs> Switch the, get, switch the app. So I'm probably going to play Beat Saber now for a couple, for 30 minutes until I drum up the the bravery to keep playing. Um, but just the feeling of it all, it's like so responsive, right? It just feels okay. like you, the controls are surprising how much it does feel like you're just holding what you are you are in the game, like a paddle or a, a lightsaber or a you know, laser gun. It, it is pretty impressive. Like I think we're in the future now. We're in 2023 nowadays. It's just... There are some things that you could beef around with it, like it's like some rounded edges to the characters, like the um, like in game, like in world avatar you're in. Okay, maybe it looks like you're like a Nintendo Wii character, right? It's not that high def, sure, but it's the starting stages, right? I mean, this is the headset where there's like there's no wires connected to a computer, or anything, right? Right, it's all just in the headset, right? It's like a computer, right? That's just yeah, meeting your eyes right there in your head. So it's pretty advanced, I gotta say. Like uh, the original Oculus ones, I've had those before. Like uh-huh. I've used the old ones. Um, we had to like demo it for like a class, and it did feel interesting, but still janky sometimes. Because mm. I remember there was this game where you're like a dragon flying, and it did feel freeing, but like you know, you could tell you weren't a dragon. I could tell. I could, well, I didn't have wings. <laughs> <laughs> it did see you still had to like plug in to, to a laptop to see well, it stream to your classes whatever those the headset it was but i feel like i can feel the like that the vr ar you know augmented reality oh yeah how's that um oh yeah so there's like a thing where you can pause and there's cameras on the front side of the headset and it like streams it to your eyes so it looks like real life right so you're just you, looking it was like it's kind of like that because you it's called a pass-through mode right so you don't have to take off the headset to see the real world right and just in case or whatever or I've done it before. I stood up and walked around looking through that. I don't know if you're supposed to, but it, it works fine. Like I, I, I really. It's just, almost like you're just looking right at what's around you, <laughs> except it's in black and white, so it's got a filter on it. You know, we're in the future. If only there was an easier way. I don't think there is. I think this is it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this thing, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's pretty fun. Thank you for buying it for me. So I, I bought this for you because I thought it was a perfect gift. I knew you'd enjoy it. It's fun. It's new technology. Yeah. And also, at the same time, you're paranoid because <laughs> you don't know where I'm at. And I can be like sneaking behind you. <laughs> you're constantly like removing it to check where I'm at. Because I know you. I'm just sitting at the table and you're on the other side of the room. Stop making noise. <laughs> literally just like on my phone or something and you think I'm like messing with you. And how many times have you tried to mess with me already? None. No. <laughs> I would never do that. This is really just a gift for you for the year, you know? I did try it. Let me try it for like 10 minutes and all I did was watch YouTube. But uh, it's amazing. It's like you're watching YouTube on an IMAX screen. Yeah, that's another thing is just streaming whatever to watch a video. Mm-hmm. There's a YouTube VR, mm-hmm. right, where you either you just have a big screen or there's like, you know, 360 videos in YouTube that you can watch on the thing, right. which is pretty great too. There's like a large large selection of that. Yeah. Um, you can watch Netflix on it. Which, and it's just like you can have a screen. Wow, you can watch Netflix on it? Anywhere. It's amazing. Is the it future? Future. <laughs> But I'm just saying it's huge. Like if you didn't want to buy a big screen TV, like this is a viable option, I, th- uh-huh. I think. If you didn't have the room, you know, you didn't have the room for that. 
I think it's pretty great. Um, it's not that noticeable on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. If you're not the one wearing it, you see someone else in the room wearing it, yeah. they look ridiculous. Because <laughs> they're just like, oh, wow, look at that. And they're just like looking to the sky. The first time you wore it, I was watching you play it. You're like just like reaching to the floor and there's like, there's nothing there. <laughs> Because I think that I wasn't playing that one. I was just doing like an ex- quote unquote experience. Oh, God. There's, they did like a recordings, like 360 video recordings of someone on the space shuttle, like in space. So, I mean, I'm in space right now. Isn't that just mind blowing? I'm in uh, like a rocket or whatever. <laughs> it's I'm in space, basically. Okay. Right. It's it's pretty great. Sure. I'm a, I'm an astronaut. What's the longest duration you've had like wearing it? Like I think like two hours. You wore it straight for two hours. I think an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah, I, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, I, the thing is, it also leaves a mark on your face. Maybe I just have it too tight. But yeah. there's a big red like, sir, like where the the mask is. There's a big red mark on your face afterwards. Um, yeah, I think it has low battery. Like it 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 kind of runs pretty low, pretty fast. So yeah, because it was a big battery be heavy. That's that's it, probably. But yeah, uh, you just got to recharge it. Maybe you shouldn't be wearing it 24 hours a day. So <laughs> I think maybe that's a, a fail safe or whatever. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I don't know if like I, it was for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like playing video games on a TV. It's <laughs> a baby's game. <laughs> oh, you have to use your hands? You're using your hands. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You think you could use it for work? Like, cause can't you like connect it to a computer and just like see your desktop? I've yet to do it yet, but I do want to try that. I think you can, uh, <laughs> connect it to, I think you can like, well, there's a browser and you can just browse the internet. That's always an option, but to connect it and like stream what you have on your laptop, I'm going to try to do that. See if I can like use it to look up stuff for work or whatever and have the different desktops there. Um, yeah, I'm going to try that out, but that's, you look like ready player one. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to win. I'm going to be the champion. Can you get one of those, um, like things that you strap on and so you can like run around oh. you're just running in place. Yeah. Like a platform you step on. It's like pressurized air up below Something you. Like that, yeah. Yeah. You, you look dumb on those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look dumb. <laughs> Everyone else looks dumb. <laughs> Uh, there's that, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think people are going to nowadays going to have like a room that this is the VR room where there's like, there's no vases in the room, you know, you're going <laughs> to spill over it's maybe padded walls or something like, like that. I think, uh, I think it's like an industry that's going to pick up steam in the next coming years more than it already has. I don't know yet. It's a, there's also a problem with pricing. I think the next like upgraded thing in this brand it's like twelve hundred dollars more than yeah, this. Yeah. So I don't, there's it, no in between. Right. But that I'm sure it's like you can't even tell that it's virtual. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about that. There's also like the problem of not a lot of games on like the app store. There's mm-hmm. there's a wide array of them for like the what you expect to do with these like shooting games. But um, when you compare it to like Xbox or PS4, it's like a different catalog. Yeah, of course. Right. So uh, I'm going to have to connect the PC and see if those work good too. Yeah. Steam games. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun because I, I want to explore Skyrim and Fallout 4 in I think VR. you're uh, going to be scared. Yeah. A lot of them are scary games. So I can't. <laughs> so I can't play them. I just can't. Can we have like some fun games? <laughs> I mean, they are there, but a lot of them, like the most famous ones are scary ones. Cause yeah. 
the YouTube videos of those people playing them get a lot of likes because mm-hmm. they're funny. Yeah. So is there a way like I could connect to the TV and I could see what you're looking at? I haven't tried that yet, but I've seen people do that online. I'm, I'm sure there yeah. is. Yeah. We could look into that. Okay. So that you can laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. Thank you for buying it. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I want to try it some more, but um, I don't know if it's for me yet. Oh, what are you? You're scared. Are you scared too? Is no, that what it's it is? not. I'm scared. It's just um, I like to be able to not look at the video game whenever I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm 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 thoroughly impressed. Okay. Feels like you're stepping into the TV. Please don't break our TV. <laughs> uh, speaking of TV, I watched a movie on Netflix that. I was fairly interested in. I was fairly excited about. Oh yeah, and, and, and I was pretty disappointed in. Oh wow! And uh, I did not really like it. It's called Glass Onion. Oh yeah, the sequel to Knives Out, which I love. Knives Out. That was a great movie. Really fun mystery movie. This felt totally different, and um, I know it's it's only connected in one character, right? But it felt like a totally different movie. Um, I, the characters seem more outrageous, more outlandish, more cartoony car- character caricatures, right? Yeah. Um, the mystery of it all, I felt like there was not enough time of like. Who did it in in the actual runtime of the movie? Oh, it's kind of like oh, this thing happened. Now we have to slowly figure out who did it, and then they're just slowly telling you who did it. Like hmm. there's no real like connecting the dots. I felt like oh, now we're giving you, we're showing you the twist, and then that leads into now you figure out what happened. So there's almost no mystery. Like a mystery movie, I feel like something happens. They give you some little chunks in storytelling, yeah. but you don't know what's happening yet. You're just putting it together still yourself, and then they reveal it at the end. This one felt like, oh, this thing happened. Now we're telling you the other side of the story, the perspective, right? And by the end of that story, you know who did it. It's not like oh. I have to think about, oh, what are the, who, who could have done this, why? It was just like... This is what happened. And you're like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like, yeah, you're seeing it from the other side, but maybe there could be more, like, clues that feel better to, like, realize or whatever, or red herrings for, like, you think it's someone else. It's less of a mystery, more of a twist. Huh, okay. For me, anyway. So I I didn't really enjoy it as much as I thought I would have. Um, I definitely like the first one more. I like um, Daniel Craig's character way more in the first one. The second one, I think they try to make it more funny, and it falls flat for me. Yeah, I think they wrote the characters better in the first one. Um, I think uh, Chris Evans was a bit of a caricature in the first movie, but he was like the only one like that. I don't think it was a character. For me, it was more like he's playing a jerk asshole, but that character... That person exists in the real world. That person's loud. Yeah, it's not really loud. It's just like arrogant, egotistical person. You think so? Whereas this one, they're like, they look like characters in... In a, a fictional world book. Yeah, even the world seems fictional. Yeah, I think um, they're on like an island, right? So it all does seem like a, a reality outside of the rest of the world. Yeah, they make the guy seem like a super villain. Like, oh, yeah. Like, not like straight up like a super villain. Like, they try to make him look like a James Bond villain. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a secret lair. Out, yeah, out like they're at, they're at his lair. Dr. Evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like how like the island was shaped like his face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I think it was just not written as well with the characters. I think some of them... That's weird because people love this movie. They do? Some people I heard love it. Like online, I've it's in their like top five of the year. And I'm like, it's not even in my top 50. I think people really like murder mystery movies nowadays. Some of the Agatha Christie ones are um, okay. Like uh, Death on the Nile, I think it was okay. I didn't see... I don't know. Was it Orient Express? I liked, but Death yeah. on the Nile, I heard it's pretty bad. And then see how they run i really enjoyed yeah so glass onion is not even my favorite mystery thing <laughs> of this year yeah that would be on my top five for this year yeah see how they run so that's definitely a better murder mystery who done it the actual like who done it part of the movie is the majority of the movie yeah whereas um glass onion it's like a quarter of the movie and it's not really even that it's more like just seeing it from another perspective and learning who did it. Okay, okay. I like how there was that rewind and like you kind of did see it from the other side. For that little bit of it, for that section, I enjoyed it for some reason. I just don't think that's, um, that's not really like unraveling a mystery. It's like, I'm just telling you oh. now from what this person saw. Like how it really is. You saw yeah. from a, a, a point of view at first that didn't tell the whole story. Now yeah. it is. So now it's like you're just getting the complete story, but it's not like you're finding clues. They're just telling you. Yeah. Oh, like you said, also like the uh, Benoit Blanc character, he uh, was a lot cooler in the first one. Like he had yeah. a uh, grasp on like a read on everyone. Like yeah. he maybe didn't know the answer at first, but he was the one that was obviously going to get it. Yeah. This one, he's a little bit more... Um, he's like happy to be there. Almost like childish. Yeah. Huh. Like giddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, re I can't recommend it. <laughs> It's, it was number one on Netflix, I think. I mean, people are watching it. Yeah. doesn't mean they liked it. I watched it. I didn't like it. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, you think there's going to be another one? Ryan Johnson's going to head another one? He probably is. I hope it's similar to the first one. It doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't have to be like in a mansion, but just the storytelling. And um, did you know he was pissed off that Netflix made him put a Knives Out Mystery as the subtitle? Oh, what? Interesting. So just to connect the two? Yeah, because Netflix was worried no one's going to know this is like a sequel to that. So they made him put that and he did not want to do it. It. He just wanted to call it Glass Onion. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's interesting. I, I don't feel either way would have been better, but sure. But it also doesn't make sense. It's a Knives Out mystery. That doesn't make sense in the world. Because Knives Out is a book that the first movie writer wrote. Oh, right. It? It's called Knives Out. That's why he had a chair with a bunch of knives pointing to the middle. Oh, uh, there's no chair here. There is a Glass Onion. Yeah. So it's just called Glass Onion. That's what he wanted it to be. So when you say it's a Knives Out mystery... It's almost like a meta, like this is a sequel to the movie, but that movie, it's like you're referencing the movie. I, I don't know how to explain I, it. I, I get it. I, it's, it just doesn't have to do with Knives Out technically by the title. Yeah. But the title is referencing the book in the movie. So oh, that's really? why it's called Knives Out. Okay. Right? Whereas now they're using the term Knives Out in reference to the movie. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So that's why I think that's why he was mad. I bet they were probably going to do that again. Call it Knives Out, whatever, whatever the next the next movie would. Potato. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not another one. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. I bet it got enough views where... Well, maybe sure. Ryan Johnson doesn't want to if they this uh, fiasco with the name is enough. Yeah, to I wonder if he won't work with Netflix again. Interesting. Or for this one. I'm wondering if he's happy with the movie. Do you think Ryan Johnson is a good director, writer? Uh, what have we got from him? We've got... So the, Looper was the first one I remember. Looper? He did Looper? Yeah. Um, I think Looper was pretty good, but I don't think it deserves all the praise he got. I think, it, was, think it did. I think it was very good. 
something unlike other time travel movies. Okay. Yeah, and then the next one that I remember is what Star Wars: Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. I like half of that movie. I think um, it's funny. You liked it really a lot at first. Yeah. And then I didn't. And then it's I think it's the reverse. I kind of like it more now than you do. I think. Really, I think I went down a little bit, but still like it more than the average person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not Ryan Johnson's fault necessarily. It's more of like him and um jj uh, abrams fault in their like <laughs> failure to talk you yeah. know to connect the tissues between those star wars movies sure well ryan Johns was like i were when he ended his movie he thought they were both done with star wars oh yeah <laughs> right i guess so yeah and then jj comes back yeah um uh, and then knives out which well, i really like i really enjoyed it yeah and this one i almost i almost don't like it as much as i like knives out <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Wait, it's, it's like it's a same. wash now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You wish it never happened. Wow. Well, it's like, yeah, I don't know. If I give Knives Out like an eight, this is like a negative eight. <laughs> I'll, I just like seeing Daniel Craig put on an accent. Sure, yeah. It's pretty fun. He's if you want to see him do an accent, watch Lucky Logan. Or yeah. L- Logan Lucky, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, is this your arm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know. The Daniel Craig, I want to see him. I, I would want to see another one, I think. I, do, okay. I wouldn't mind it. What would you rate this Glass Onion movie? 6.75. <laughs> Okay. That's my score. Right. How about you? Negative eight. Wow. <laughs> um, no, in reality, out of 10, like a five. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You, yeah so you still an F. Much. Yeah, failing. Still a movie I don't want to watch and I wish I never watched. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spoiled, it, spoiled, tainted, spoiled it for you. Tainted the first one a little bit Neat. in my eyes. Yeah. And I mean, the acting is overacting. Hmm. The drama, the, the thriller, the drama, the mystery is, for me, left wanting. I wish it was better. And um, the scenery and stuff, it, it, I don't know. I've seen better supervillain islands. <laughs> I think some of the actors are pretty great. Like, I think Bautista is kind of a surprise of how good of the actor is from considering what he's came from with wrestling. Catherine Hahn is fun. And then like Edward Norton is kind of born to play supervillain. I've seen all those actors do better in other movies. Yeah. So that's why I don't think it's that good. Yeah. Not, not their portrayals in this. Yeah. I think their portrayals in this are pretty bad mm. because they're, they're, I don't know. They're, the script is not that great. Up to par? For me. Yeah. Okay. That was your review of Glass Onion? Yeah. Made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was my review of The Better Quest 2. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just find us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. That's right. It's a new year, new options. Make sure to subscribe to us and find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast and all those social medias. Follow us there. All right, thank you for tuning in. Daniel, do you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya. See ya.